the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quebedo, Damien Clow, and Denise Fire. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hello there. So fun to have a full table here in Baton Rouge. It's good to be back. We're happy to have you with us. And on this beautiful feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, I know. A fun conversation Mm -hmm. we'll have a little bit later. We'll hear more about Our Lady of Guadalupe and our saint of the day. But let's start this morning with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, Father of mercies, who placed your people under the singular protection of your Son's most holy mother, grant that all who invoke the Blessed Virgin of Guadalupe may seek with ever more lively faith the progress of peoples in the ways of justice and peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today. Looking forward to Denise Byers' gospel reflection. That'll be in about six minutes. Stay tuned. Denise always has wonderful, wonderful insights on today's gospel. In 18 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He's a co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And every Monday, he joins us to talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. Well, today we're going to be talking about how the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe can help teens grow closer to their their faith. So a beautiful feast uh, to reflect on. In 35 minutes, Dr. Tina Holland joins us. She's the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge. She's going to be updating us and telling us uh, how they're doing for the month of December. And in 48 minutes, Kelly Walquist joins us. She's a Catholic author and founder of Wine, which is Women in the New Evangelization. She is joining us to tell us all about the upcoming Wine Conference in Baton Rouge, which will be at the end of January. And you guys, I think I've been to every wine conference that has been in Southeast Louisiana, whether in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. They are so widely attended. There are so many women at this conference. It's so much fun. So definitely stay tuned for the details from Kelly. That'll be a great interview. So, But Damien, we were talking about the weather earlier today, and we can tell that that cold front is coming later this week. But what is today looking like? It is coming later this week, but right now, patchy fog in some areas. So be careful as you head to the office this morning or to school with your little ones. Uh, Once the fog burns off, it's going to have cloudy skies pretty much most of the day. At least that's what the weather is predicting. And we got high of 73, low is going to be somewhere around 60. So really pretty pleasant outside. Uh, 
outside of overcast skies. Uh, cool weather, as Gabby mentioned, is coming our way. Shouldn't get here until either late Tuesday or early Wednesday. Uh, preceding that cool front, sorry to say, is rain, and we may get a lot of it, <laughs> two to three inches predicted with uh, preceding that cool front but once it gets here the temperatures are going to be in the 50s uh, during most of the days for about three or four days so okay. um, we're going to feel mm-hmm. more like december finally temperatures okay. currently though in and around the area we have fog in gulfport and mandeville both reporting 62 degrees and foggy conditions elsewhere it's 64 in home at thibodeau denise bayer's uh, uh country so to speak <laughs> and in baton rouge and new orleans 63 degrees so temperatures pretty calm right now winds are hardly blowing as well so you don't have to worry about that just uh you know Drive carefully if you hit the fog. In the meantime, we have the gospel and we have the gospel reflection coming your way right here on a Monday morning on Wake Up. Good morning, a blessed feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. I'm Father Chris Decker and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 1. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, It's good to be with you this morning on this feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And what a perfect gospel for today, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what what really stands out to me is Our Lady of Guadalupe came expecting with yes. child with 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 Love child him. Jesus, and in this gospel she goes to Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and she's expecting. She's got Jesus in her womb, and three times in this little bitty passage, we hear about when Mary's greeting and the baby leapt in her womb, John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Elizabeth saying about your most blessed and the bless is the fruit of your womb. Just really, to me, driving home that whole message of life and the importance of just the, well, the gift God gives us to be able to join with him in creation and bring... Yes babies into the world, especially in today's time when we have so much going, uh, you know, to against that. But at our late, we just came back from Our Lady of Guadalupe, wow. and what a special trip. Mm. And like I said, she was expecting with child, and, you know, you look up at that tilma, and you realize Mary is here with us. She is mm. truly alive, just like she was when she came to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth ex- knew and said, you, the, the, let's see, I'm looking at how does it that happen that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And at Our Lady of Guadalupe, when she appeared to Juan Diego, those were some of the same words she said to him. She said, listen and understand, my littlest ones, 
Son, let nothing frighten and afflict you or trouble your heart. Am I not here, I who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow? Am I not your health? And so am I not here, your mother? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel she's speaking to all of us today. One of the things that really struck me in Our Lady of Guadalupe was so many things you could say. But if you read about the tilma and what they can do now with science, in her eyes, under magnification, they've seen that not only is Juan Diego's reflection in her eyes, but a lot of people. There's a mother and a father and children. Really? Yes. And in 19... um, Oh, I didn't bring the the date, but yeah, I, this this um, man did a lot of research, okay. and he was an ophthalmologist in magnification, <laughs> looking at wow. the the image of the Telmo was able to magnify this because of the technology we have now mm. to see into her eyes. And when I went and looked up at the Telmo, you know, she's looking down, and you just knew you were in her eyes. Oh, you goodness. are. We are each one of the people in her eyes still today. How big is That's that tumor? Amazing. Oh, you want the dimensions? I don't well, know. Just it's an estimate. Well, he probably was I mean, a very large man, Juan Diego, right? Right. So. But, it, but it's it's high up very when nice. you're yeah. looking at it. Mm, five feet, I would okay. think. Um, it's pretty good know. size. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, can nice. see it well. The other thing about that is in the, the story of um, the apparition of, of with Juan Diego to Our, Our Lady coming to him, when she told him, go get these roses off the top of the hill, the mm-hmm. Tepeyac Hill, mm-hmm. and he went, these were roses that were not there. They were not mm-hmm. supposed to be growing there, especially not at that time of the year or any yes. time. They were from Spain. But the, st- the story goes that she, she took each rose and she ordered them on her. She placed them how she oh. wanted them on his tilma. And then she pulled his tilma up to his shoulders and said, now go show the bishop and don't take it down till you see and it made me think her eyes we're always in her eyes and her touch she wants to order all the things in our life Mm -hmm. so that we can be her children and and that reflection would be of on us carrying jesus that's the thing carrying jesus and in today's world when life is being in the battle in the womb you know, what a wonderful thing to remember. I understand that this is the only image of Our Lady where she is expecting. Is that right? I, I mean, know. I know now that there, there are statues, and yeah, but but yeah, but the, but images, the true apparition. Right. Yeah, I've that never this heard is the of only another one, one where she's expecting, which I'm, is why you often see her in uh, life marches and right. pro life rallies. Mm-hmm. That there's the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and she is that under that um, she is uh, um, the patroness for the United States mm-hmm. and the Americas. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so such a beautiful image. Yeah, love. Am I not here? Who am your mother? I think those words are echoing to me in today's time that we all know that mm-hmm. her, her love is so pure for us to just bring us to Jesus, yes. mm-hmm. carry us in her womb. And her, her womb is now her, her heart mm-hmm. to carry us to Jesus, mm-hmm. her immaculate heart. So That's beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So that our joy might be complete in Jesus. Yes. That yes. baby leapt for joy. 
Isn't that amazing? So Denise, tell us just real quick, in in that moment, what I've seen of when you go into Mexico City and seeing uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe or seeing the the Juan Diego's Tilma, uh, there are a lot of people you kind of walk by. There's a moving sidewalk. Uh, Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's it's not a big, so you have maybe, oh, six, eight feet feet maybe okay. so within like i'd say it doesn't go real fast but okay. 30 seconds okay but you can go through it multiple times and yes. the reason they do that is because yeah. people would never leave you'd never leave that's of right course. you'd never that's get a clever. chance uh-huh. so. that's pretty clever and so so was there a profound moment for you when you were there you know i didn't go i went not knowing what to expect okay but when I looked up, there was this overwhelming presence of the Blessed Mother and Love that made me well up, really? you know, yes. with tears. And and the image, they say, it the painting, there's nothing like that. There's no mm. ink like that, and it actually floats on the Telma. Oh, For oh, 500 no. years, it has not decayed. And there's a lot we could say about that. Yeah. So much, so much beauty in that. Oh, wow, Denise, God. thank you so much. You're That's praise beautiful. God. Thank you. Thank you. Well, say stick around. Our friend Alan Liglerado, co-author of Failing Forward Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today, joins us. It's 15 minutes after the hour on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 12th. Today we celebrate Our Lady of Guadalupe. In 1531, a 57-year-old Indian named Juan Diego reported an apparition of Mary. As he was walking to Mass outside Mexico City one Saturday morning, he passed by a hill called Tepeyac. Hearing beautiful music, he looked up and saw a radiant cloud. Within the cloud was an Indian maiden dressed like an Aztec princess. Speaking in his own language, she sent him to the Bishop of Mexico with the request that the bishop build a chapel in the place where she had appeared. The bishop demanded that Juan's lady send him a sign, which she did in the form of roses in December, that Juan would carry to the bishop in his cloak. When Juan opened his cloak in the bishop's presence, the roses dropped to the floor, revealing an image of the maiden as she appeared on Tepeyac Hill. Within two years, that chapel was built. Over 12 million pilgrims visit the shrine and basilica to Our Lady of Guadalupe each year. In 1910, Our Lady of Guadalupe was named Patroness of Latin America, and in 1945, Pope Pius XII entrusted all the Americas to her care. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It's 19 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Damian Collado. Gabby Smith and Denise Byers is with us this morning. Happy third week of Advent. Wow, when our pastor yesterday said we're at the halfway point, y'all, I was like, oh, golly, wow, halfway. Uh, Also, Bambinelli Sunday, which is one of my favorites. So a wonderful celebration yesterday. So hoping you have a blessed start to your third week of Advent. We are joined this morning by our friend Alan Migliorato. He is the founder of Adventure Catholic Youth Leadership Training. He is the author of The Manly Art of Raising a Daughter and co-author of failing uh, uh look at that just went out of my head failing forward leadership <laughs> lessons for catholic teens today good morning alan hey good morning y'all good to visit with you this morning on this beautiful feast of our lady of guadalupe 
oh, this is, I love this feast, right? And, and so everyone's like, oh, Alan, you love every feast. Every feast is your favorite. Every scripture is your favorite. <laughs> and yes, it is. But I really love this one because I think one of the things that, uh, that teens and young adults today really need uh, to focus on is perseverance. Mm. And, and if we think about the whole story, and we just heard, we just heard the story of Juan Diego on, your, uh, on, the, on the break, yeah. um, and I was like, oh, I have to tell the story. And then <laughs> you literally told the story, so it was perfect. <laughs> um, but, you know, as, as we think about that, like Juan Diego did not give up. You know, and he had to keep climbing this hill. And we always have, we have to keep climbing our hills. You know, it's not an easy task to, to persevere. But when we, when we hear God clearly, it doesn't mean that we don't come down off of that hill and fail at times. But um, it, it's such an important part of our faith is to not give up. And we're doing right now, uh, we have a new uh, priest uh, at our associate pastor at our church, and he is doing what he's calling winter bloom. And I think it's a, such a beautiful message because... If we think about the roses that Juan Diego brought, they bloomed in winter, and roses don't bloom in winter. And so mm-hmm. when, when we're listening to God, we, we, can, we can expect those impossible, uh, those impossible miracles, those impossible things to happen in our lives, but we've got to keep going. Like, imagine what would happen. We wouldn't have the feast today if Juan Diego was just like, no, nah, well, the bishop, did, he said no. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I tried. Right. You know, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep going. And that's one thing that that I see a lot of, um, and a lot of young adults and, and, and older teens kind of uh, failing at because they're on their own for the first time, and they really have never been challenged uh, to, to do this kind of stuff on their own, That's, which is why we wrote the book uh, Failing Forward to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, so let's talk about um, giving tips for, for really going forward to committing to or being, you know, continuing to persevere uh, in different areas. Do you have some tips that so, you can share? When, yeah, for sure. Um, so when, I think of when, when we think of wanting our kids to grow in faith, right, mm-hmm. and, and we've, we've, got, we've got to stop thinking of just how can we get them involved in church. This is this is something like we practice, like for you, you're practicing baseball. You practice, you can practice in a, in an empty, you know, football field. When you play baseball, you're in the field. So when we practice with our faith, it can happen anywhere, and it can come through in ways of like us serving at at soup kitchens or or homeless shelters. But really, not just to reach those oh so important service hours. We're talking about you know ways for for our kids to really earn something and, and having a job and, and giving part of that money to help people who are less fortunate. There's, those are kind of ways where we persevere because God knows when we have jobs, you know, they're stressful at times and we yes. don't want to go into work at times, but we've got to persevere because we have a bigger, we have a bigger goal, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's a bigger picture in mind. And I think that when that, when we're able to relate that to something in our, in our kids' lives, we can say, well, look, you know, I know you're struggling with this teaching of the Catholic Church, but look how you struggled in this other area of your life and you persevered. So it's a matter of like of widening that playing field and letting our kids grow in multiple ways and helping them mature by helping them be adults. I think getting a job is a great way um, for you know high school kids and uh, even on the weekends or a couple hours after school um, to really kind of learn that uh, that maturity that they need. 
So, Alan, let's talk about so uh, teens who have jobs, and you mentioned uh, giving money to those in need. How do you, uh, I, I know our ki- kids are witness to us um, giving in different ways in our families, putting money into the collection basket. Uh, there's lots of different ways they see us give. But how do we encourage them when it's their hard, you know, it's easy for them to spend our money, right? But um, how do we encourage them uh, to, to give some of their hard earned money uh to someone in need or to a to a I cause think it's about dialogue right so mm-hmm. we we have to when they first get this job say listen i'm so proud of you you know for getting this job and, and it may not be a one-time conversation this is over us exhibiting this behavior in our own lives once they see what we're doing they might not recognize it all t- at all times but like you know you can point out listen i donate a lot of my time talent and treasure to, to these places you know and if you know i'm always volunteering why do you think that's important and kind of let them go through that process of oh yeah well that makes sense dad because you want to give back or mom because you know you love other people and you want to help them grow so i would say to our to our teens who just got a job i would say not will you but where are you going mm-hmm. to donate some of what you've made to help others how how do you think that you know you can come up with a couple ways to do that and of course my favorite answer is i don't know <laughs> and say and this is a great a great response and say well if you did know what would be some of the ways that you can donate and it's amazing that they will literally answer you if you did know well if i did know i'd probably go and work at the christian sharing center once a week you know or once a month oh that's a great idea so and and then with the money that you're making you know maybe you can put together like uh, here's a couple ideas maybe put together some um, some homeless, um, you know, like toiletry bags, and mm-hmm. and we can we can give those to people as we as we see them or as we you know encounter homeless people, to, just to kind of encourage them and with a note of don't give up or keep trying and um, we're praying for you and and God loves you or just a little note in these bags and those that's a great way to kind of do some evangelical outreach um, yes. with with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, here in Baton Rouge, at St. Michael the Archangel, where my children, our daughter went and our son is, they do, they call those smile bags, Alan, just so you know. A uh, little smile bag that has oh. all the things that you need uh, to hand to somebody, a little granola bar, poncho, uh, some toiletries, that kind of thing. Um, also, uh, you can also go to svdpbr.org, that's St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge, and there's a little card you can print off there uh, that gives uh, people in need places they can go uh, to find the resources they need so and you can print that off you know uh in our listening area just to give you some ideas of of what you might want to want to do so here's here's a question so on saturday uh, it was my turn to uh serve at our missionaries of charity uh downtown and so uh I use the hook of service hours to get my son to come with me. I, I, I always talk about how much I love it. Uh, he helped prepare uh, the side dish that we brought, and he enjoyed that. He was a little hesitant uh, to come with me, but you know, it was one of those, well, you know, you can get service hours. And I think in the end, he enjoyed it. Uh, but are you yeah. thinking I shouldn't have used that as the hook to get him there? <laughs> of course not. What's wrong with you? <laughs> No, so <laughs> Jesus was a fisherman. <laughs> I, I really, I try to use the opposite. I, you know, if, if I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to donate my time, and I think I told you this before, like I will, I will put something out to the teams and say, hey, we're going to be serving, you know, this weekend I'm bringing a bunch of guys down and, and parents down to serve at the, at the Christian Center, uh, Sharing Center, and if you all want to come, I'm not giving you service hours, but I think it's a great way to help people. 
you know. And really, we have to start instilling because if they don't have any service hours, right. does that mean they don't serve? Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's kind of like mm-hmm. setting a pattern for our kids. Well, I, I accomplished my service hours. I got 100 of them, so I'm done. Right. You know, and I got the highest reward that I can get for it. So some girl came to me last night at youth group, and she's like, hey, will you sign off on my service hours? I said, well, I didn't see you do any of these. Huh? She goes, I did them. And I'm like, well, how about this? I'll start counting. When you, when you come do stuff, I'll start signing off on them. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to sign off because you don't trust me? I said, it's not a matter of trusting you. I, di- I didn't see you do these, and oh, I can't right. put my word to it. You can't, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she was not right. happy. But what? I'm not worried so, about people being happy. I'm worried about them being joyful. Yeah, yeah be yeah, a joyful right. giver, right. Well, and you know, yeah. one thing that I will say, not to disagree with you, Alan, because, of course, I always agree with you, but <laughs> but um, our daughter did go. So Missionaries of Charity have a summer camp, and they were really needing volunteers. And so um, I love hanging out there with those sisters. And so I just gently, you know, it's like, you know, what about this? And she said, well, I do have a friend doing it. I guess I'll do it and get those hours done. She fell in love with it. She, any opportunity opportunity she can go there who cares about the hours now she's in college when she's home if i'm going to the missionaries of charity she is with me but that and that there's a there's a truth to that so it's like waiting till our kids understand everything about the mass to go yes. absolutely not mm-hmm. get right. to mass fall yes. in love with christ during mm-hmm. the mass right? so yes this is exactly. that's, a, that's a way too you have to know your sheep Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, you're sheep. I love it. That's wonderful. Okay, Alan, any last uh, last minute tip on uh, being more like Juan Diego, uh, persevering more uh, so we can have those wonderful fruits of our labor? I think I just think it's being willing to be uncomfortable and in, mm-hmm. encouraging our children to not only stay in their comfort zone with their faith will help them grow and really, really experience Jesus and not know about him. And that's a big difference when you experience Christ. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And you know what I was thinking, too, like Juan Diego, um, you know, Mary kept appearing. Mm-hmm. And so for our children, if they don't, if they are not sure of a mother's love or they have a struggles with a mother, ask Mary to, yes. to reveal herself and be a mother to him. Am I not your mother? Beautiful. She is each of our mothers. So. That is beautiful. Think about how she appeared to Juan Diego, too, dressed in something that he recognized. Yes. So we have to be, you know, recognizable to our to our teens as well. Christ has to be recognizable, and he will be when we get out of the way and trust him. Amen. Amen. Alan Migliorado. Find out more about Alan at AdventureCatholic.com. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, Alan. Stick All right, around. y'all. God bless. Have a great week. Thanks so much, you two. Stick around. Dr. Tina Holland, president of Fran U, joins us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. And we surely do wish you a Merry Christmas here from Wake Up, Gabby Smith. Alicia Cuevero, Damian Colano, all with you on this Monday morning. And with us also right now is Dr. Tina Holland, president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady Universities in Baton Rouge, better known as Fran U. Good morning, Dr. Holland. Good morning. And are you prepared for the Christmas season? <laughs> are you still shopping? Oh, I'm I'm am still shopping, but um, <laughs> good. Yeah, then my, that makes two of us. <laughs> <definitely>, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, with commencement on Saturday, um, now it's time to start shopping. <laughs> well, okay. Well, it is time to start shopping is right if you haven't started yet. And I, I am getting underway. At least I have a list uh, that I need to, to try to get the <laughs> gifts right. at this point if they're still available. By the way, you just mentioned the commencement. How was it? Oh, it was absolutely beautiful. It was just lovely. Um, it's always such a joyful experience to, you know, see the accomplishments of our students um, all the way from our, you know, from students earning certificates um, and bachelor's degrees clear up to the doctoral degree. Um, it's really a, 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 a joyful time to uh, celebrate their, their accomplishments and to look forward to the service that they're going to be able to provide. Amen to that. And let's talk about that. The, the, the transformational aspect of attending a Catholic university. Um, let's touch on some of the, the key benefits, because a lot of times people kind of lump you in with the public universities, but it's not the same type right. of education. Right. You know, here in Louisiana, the, um, the emphasis really is on, um, and there's a, a historical reason for that, the emphasis is on the what I would call the transactional function of education. And that is, you know, you learn so that you can accomplish something, something so that you can um, improve the quality of life of the state, right? Mm -hmm. So that you can contribute to the economic um, growth of the state. And that was really sort of the historic purpose of our land-grant institutions or our public institutions, uh, which are quite strong here in, in Louisiana and have tremendous historic uh, and current importance. But there's this smaller sector, um, much smaller here in Louisiana than other, and in many other states in the country, and that's a faith-based higher education. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks don't realize that the first institutions in this country were faith-based, and the first uh, colleges and universities in the world were really Catholic, and um, that that's what all of the regalia and all of the, the customs and traditions are based, really, in church tradition. And the reason is for um, transforming individuals in a way that they will then transform society. So it's, I call it a, a private education for the public good. Gotcha. I like that. Uh, one thing I do know is with uh, faith-based universities, uh, you guys foster spiritual growth and great relationships and also yes. serving others, which Quite often, yeah. young people, and I was the same way. When I went to college, you know, I went to a public university. It wasn't about serving anybody but me <laughs> at the time, and it well, wasn't until yeah, after I graduated right. that I, I woke up, so to speak. Well, that's the, you know, that's one of our core values is mm -hmm. service, and we serve because of our reverence and love for all life, which is another core value. And Franciscan institutions are relationship-based. All, you know, all education happens through relationship, which means then, um, you know, love for your neighbor, love for your fellow human beings, and therefore everything you do has to be motivated by that. So when you see our, our programs, for example, that we offer, we always make sure that 
you know, one, it has to be within that mission and core values. There has to be a, um, a verifiable need in the community. So it isn't a program that a lot of smart people on the faculty decide, you know, I really think people need to know this. It really is determined by what is the need in the community and how will my education then serve other human beings and improve my community. Mm-hmm. So the focus is always on the, on the person, yeah. right? on the individual, and then that then um, improves your entire community. And I think one of the keys to that is a lot of Catholic universities make sure that the class size isn't overblown because you'll lose that relationship. Yes. We make sure that our class sizes need to be small mm-hmm. because in order to have that relationship-based education, you have to have those um, interactions with students. The education has to be experiential in nature, and there has to be lots of meaningful dialogue. Now, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say, what, yeah. yeah. You, you pay so for what you get. Uh, right. It's not the industrial model. Uh, of, of education, which is uh, really what the, the land-grant institutions were based on, the industrial model of education. It really is based much more on individual relationships and meeting students where they are and working with them so that they meet their God-given potential and their fullness in their creation by Christ. So we, um, it, it is expensive. It therefore... Um, requires that we are very, very good stewards of our resources, um, and we have to, you know, we don't get that big uh, volume uh, savings that you you might when you stuff hundreds of students into a large lecture hall. Um, so we do um, quite a bit of, of work in raising money for scholarships so that we can make it affordable for students. And it's uh, it's a great pleasure for me to be able to um, say that we uh, have one of the lowest tuitions of any um, private or Catholic institution in the country, and we also uh, have one of the highest, if you will, returns on investment if you want to measure it purely by the student's ability to support themselves um, upon graduation. Yeah, I was going to say the ROI is the ROI is is substantial. Yes. Oh, yes. With um, students um, coming away with, on average, ten grand less in debt than um, the, the national average for students yeah. graduating from um, programs that, uh, similar to ours, um, and for Fran U, um, nearly all of our programs out 100 percent employment rate uh within a year of graduation wow yeah and And that means a lot to uh, the student as well oh yes Mm -hmm. yes and they're employed in in um you know pretty uh um, nice income yeah yeah they get a nice income when they graduate with the degree from fran u uh we we only have about a minute left dr holland share with us an update on saint francis hall Oh, well, thank you for that. Unfortunately, we are delayed um, with some late delays in in, um, some materials. So uh, we had hoped to be opened by um, 
January, but it looks like it's going to be more February, March move in um, and um, operating later in the spring. We will have a formal uh, opening um, early in the fall, a big celebratory opening in the fall, but we'll be in the building uh, in the next oh, couple of months. Great. The building is absolutely beautiful. The the 12-foot cross is on its way. Awesome. I cannot wait until that is shown. And then if you drive by at night, take a look at the image of St. Francis through the um, metal screening on the front of the building. It is gorgeous. Right there on uh, Picardy. Cardi and Brittany. Yeah. yeah, drive on by. Well, Dr. Tina Holland, we wish you a Merry Christmas and good luck with the shopping. <laughs> well, thanks and Merry Christmas to all of you there at the Catholic Community Radio. Thank you. Dr. Tina Holland, President of Franciscan <laughs> Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge. It's 45 after the hour on a Monday morning. Get up, get going. You're listening to Wake Up. past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith along with Alicia Quipido and Damian Collado. Our next guest is Kelly Walquist. <laughs> She's a Catholic author and founder of WINE. WINE stands for Women in the New Evangelization and today she joins us to talk about the upcoming WINE conference happening in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. It's always great to be in Baton Rouge in the morning talking about wine. I love it. (laughs) It's so good to have you with us. We've been talking to you about wine really since it's been established in the state of Louisiana, and it has been so widely attended every single year that it has been put on. So tell us a little bit about the wine conference coming up uh, really next month. Oh my goodness, you're right. I didn't even think of that, uh, about the fact that we've been talking since wine really was established, because one of the first places it went to was to New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And I thought, wow, that's great. You know, that Southern hospitality, y'all got it going on down there, because it's so perfect. So we're coming back again to Wine, Women in the New Evangelization. It's a National Catholic Women's Ministry that invites women into relationships with other women. So we have these good, solid Catholic relationships that help us then go deeper in our relationship with the Lord. And one of the things we do, you know, you mentioned books, and um, we also have retreats, and um, we have evening events, but we have our conferences. And this is going to be our fifth one, our fifth conference down south, down Louisiana. We've had um, oh, no, it's going to be our sixth, because we've had three in, in, in New Orleans. This will be our third one in Baton Rouge on January 28th. Oh. And the theme is Anchor of Hope. So it's a, it's a time to come together and ignite our spirit with joyful women. You know, it's just a day of inspiration, faith, fellowship, fun, you know, music, mm-hmm. uh, praise and worship. We begin with Mass with the Bishop um, at 8 a.m., and then we have an incredible, incredible day planned at Our Lady of Mercy in Baton Rouge, and just a great team down there led by Michelle Schroeder. I mean, just, they're all just amazing. And yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it because there's so much involved. We have um, some great women that are going to be speaking, and one is, you know, right in your backyard, Miss Kitty Cleveland, 
who was, yeah. I would say, wine before wine was wine. You know, she was really instrumental in us when we were discerning what the Lord was asking us, of, you know, for women in this ministry. Um, and then we're, then we're going to go bring someone down from Minnesota, from way up north in Minnesota, up in Duluth. <laughs> and her name is Leah Jacobson. Um, and she's a holistic feminist, a very incredible author, and just you will be, I can't, I can't wait for you to be there because you're just going to be amazed when you hear this woman speak. I, she's just, uh, you know, she, I think she's about five foot three and she's got power like you won't believe. I mean, she's just, she's just a dynamo. And then um, Martha Fernandez Sardina, who is also a dynamic speaker and really uh, is the director of Remember You Are Loved and just has got so much energy and just all these women are so faith-filled and really um, full of that hope that is that anchor for our soul, you know, really can bring us to that area where we see that we can, we can hope in the Lord. He has promised us salvation and eternity, and we need to turn our eyes to that heavenly concept. What I think sometimes we're just so um, overwhelmed with what is happening here mm-hmm. earthly. So it's going to be a, a phenomenal day. And of course they're shopping. You know, we have some great Catholic <laughs> vendors around the area. Got to have shopping, right? We have, we have, we have shopping, we have prayer teams, we have adoration. There's a time for confession. We have a fabulous lunch. Um, I mean, there's just so much packed into one beautiful day. And look at, I just, I just packed so much mm-hmm. into one big old paragraph there. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah. And I always look forward to your interviews every year, Kelly. Um, you know, this is such a widely attended conference, you know, where, where we first started in the hallway of Rummel High School in New Orleans to what it is today is absolutely phenomenal. So it's going to be on Saturday, January 28th at Our Lady of Mercy in Baton Rouge. Um, and you have a special discount code as well. Tell us about that and the early bird sign up. We do. So I want, I really want women to take advantage of this. This is a great, actually, what a great gift to give to your friend for Christmas. Don't you think? I mean, hey, come spend yeah. time with me. <laughs> let's, let's be together. Let's, let's go to a conference. Let's go be fed physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, and, and, you know, spiritually. So um, our, our special right now, our discount is if you just, when you sign up, if you put the word friend where it says discount code, you get $10 off. So does your friend. So invite your friend, do it. It is, you know, it's supposed to end today, but I think now talking to you, (laughs) I'm going to let, I will, I will extend it out through the end of Friday. So people who hear this can, can have that opportunity to invite a friend, but we, we had done it up through um, the feast of our lady of Guadalupe because she is our patron um, of wine. So I thought this is great. And you know, our lady, would love for you to be there. And I'm sure she would love a good sale too, you know, a good discount. So, um, so you just invite your friend catholicvineyard.com. You can come and sign up for the conference on January 28th and just put the word friend right in there and you get a little discount. I think this would be make a great Christmas gift. I have seen women of all ages, high school, all the way up to, I don't know, 80, 90 years old. I mean, groups of women. And of course, I will be there at the Catholic Community Media Table so you can stop by and take a look. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. Kelly, tell us one more time where we can go to sign up and when it is. It is the Wine Catholic Women's Conference. It's called Anchor of Hope, and we will be at Our Lady of Mercy Baton Rouge on Saturday, January 28th. 
you can sign up at catholicvineyard.com and be sure to invite a friend and to put that word friend in the code so that you get a discount and you can come and join us for a great day of faith and fellowship and fun. Thank you so much, Kelly. Kelly Walquist, Catholic author and founder of Wine, Women in the New Evangelization. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you soon in the new year. All right, looking forward to it. Have a happy rest of your Advent and a Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you. God bless. All right. Yeah, definitely take a look at that. I did link it in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. Wine is expanding. They are all over the place. So take a look if you're not in uh, the listening area, Southeast Louisiana. Take a look because they're all over. So uh, you might want to make the one in your neck of the woods. So very this good. is a great conference, you guys, and uh, very exciting. Lots, lots of women go to this. So I would uh, recommend kind of checking it out a little earlier. Yeah, I want to also quick plug for Jacob Zumo at J Zumo Art Gallery. Uh, this coming Saturday, the Sacred Experience art show and installations. Mm. You'll see a lot. So it's Saturday from 5 to 9 p.m. at his studio, J Zumo Art Gallery on Interline in Baton Rouge. Just look it up at jzumo.com. You'll get all the information. All right, a lot of activities going That's on. Right. That's and right. It's the yes. Christmas season for sure, and we're going to wrap up with a prayer to our Blessed Mother in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, our Mother, patroness of the Americas, you remind us not only of God's ongoing presence among us and that he always meets us where we are. Guide us as we work to be attentive to the lowly in the way that you cared for Juan Diego and his family inspire in us his faithfulness and courage that we too may trust in God's providence and care. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, yes. Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here at 7 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. We have events here in our listening area we will give you details about. Debbie Shelley with the Catholic Commentator in the Diocese of Baton Rouge will be joining us. Father Edward Looney will talk about Our Lady of Loretto. And Matt Estrade will give us an update on Peace with the Dementia Rosary. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Radio.